Welcome to the February RD Energy Stay Current newsletter. This is Daryl Bragg, president and owner of RD Energy. And um, this month we have um, some interesting, we came through January with some cold uh, weather there that helped prop up prices after seeing a market dip pretty strongly due to the warm December of 2023 we had. So uh, we've seen prices come back down um, in here in early February to a level that you know, a lot of people are expecting to come back down more. I think a lot of, we'll talk about that in a minute. But as we look into going f- through the month of February and March and into spring, we kind of look at a few key drivers. Uh, one being that the U.S. natural gas storage is still 5% higher than the past five-year average. So as we move into spring, we won't have as much gas to put into storage as we did in past years. And we also are seeing a very strong natural gas daily production level. We're up to about 104 BCF per day. That's a, a very strong number. Um, so and we also are seeing that our LNG exports is down a little bit. Uh, it's only about 13.5 BCF a day. We can get up to between 15 and 16 BCF per day. Um, so we'll see if that can rebound as well. We have one of the LNG uh, terminals having some issues after the cold spell. They had some uh, physical um, loading issues. So we, we, we'll see if that returns back up to get back up to 14, 14 and a half BCF here in the next few weeks. The other thing we're seeing that we we do have a cold front coming in, arriving in the mid Midwest and Northeast by mid month, mid February. Um, so we're seeing um, the the speculators that normally have been selling NYMEX, selling the natural gas NYMEX uh, futures uh, uh, contracts, selling them really hard, helping drive down prices more than they probably would if it wasn't for that. So um, they are taking, they're kind of on the sidelines a little bit. So uh, they know that that colder weather is coming. They know what happened in January when they kind of got caught um, being very short and uh, they had to buy it. It helped. It, that really helped the price rally in um, in January. And uh, to prevent that from happening again, they, they we, we're seeing them not go quite so short. And then, um, but the one great big thing that's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in 2024, especially maybe the fourth quarter of 24, is that by by quarter number one in 2025, we could see new LNG export terminals come online that would propel the total export capacity up from, you know, 15 BCF a day up to about 22 BCF a day. That's really a big increase in demand uh, that would be a, um, I wouldn't quite, I don't know if I'd call it a game changer because a lot of it depends on what production is doing at the time, but it could be. Uh, really a, a critical uh, important as we're going into next winter at the same time as we see this new LNG export capability coming online. That could be, we could see some prices be stimulated um, and bullish as we move into the last quarter of 2024. So that's one thing we'll have to keep uh, our, our eyes on closely. We also, ha- you know, uh, one 
we I'm kind of kiddingly say we're pushing our we're really our energy is always data driven so we knew that the groundhog day was coming up late last week so we kind of pushed our a release date out to get the results of that important fact and uh, it looks like they uh, did see their shadows so it looks like we'll have an early spring but um, uh, seriously though we uh, you know did have to push it out a couple of days for some other reasons but we thought that hey Groundhog's Day is always a good day to get in there as well um, but we one thing that we wanted to really kind of talk about today is that while right now we're seeing a lot of fundamental bearish conditions exist, as we mentioned before, strong storage, strong natural gas production, um, we're also seeing that a lot of cust- a lot of customers, a lot of buyers who bought you know electric and natural gas back in twenty twenty one. Uh, the wholesale market prices have shipped, shifted to a whole new level. Um, we're back in 2021 and 20. You could lock in three, four, five-year deals, and the prices weren't all that different than one from each other, and they were very attractive. You know, we, you know, we had went into what COVID-19 hit, and natural gas and electric demand just plummeted. Natural gas production then virtually stopped. And um, thus prices collapsed. That was a great time to lock in for a very long term for your natural gas and electric deals. Well, now we're moving into 2024, and a lot of those contracts are coming up for renewal in a market that has shifted upward quite a bit. Because you know, so you know now those customers kind of in a little quandary where. No one likes to pay more than they did before. So people who locked in to natural gas rates in the in the 30s and low 40s cents per CCF, or electric rates in the you know around four cents, a little under four, a little above four cents per kilowatt hour for two, three, four years, those customers are now seeing rates above that. They're seeing they're seeing natural gas rates in the in the low 50s. They're seeing electric rates in the low fives and you know they it's just a natural instinct of, of a buyer of a consumer not wanting to pay more than they did before so they're kind of a little bit paralyzed we've seen customers kind of paralyze themselves into saying i want to get my price back to what it was i don't want to pay more so the issue also is even if we're getting a you know we're seeing prices dip pretty good right now but we're finding that there's a very big increase when you look at a 2024 uh you know natural gas and electric prices versus 2025 26 and 27 so so if we're lucky we can get prices the market may give back enough that we can get prices somewhat close to where they were back in 2021, but only for, say, one year. We're not going to be able to get two, three, and four-year prices back at the 2021 levels. Right now, we're not even back to those levels with for, you know, one year. We're hoping, again, everybody's kind of hoping that the mild, the bearish conditions will give us one more pullback um, to get back to something where we are, you know, a little bit closer to what they were before. But if we did, it's only going to be for one year. And so the risk is 
if you, even if you lock in, a lot of customers may say, I want to just lock in for the one year because that's the price that is only a small increase above what I was paying before. Well, when you do that, then you're really exposing your future years, your 2025, 26, 27, beyond. You're really exposing them to a, a substantial price increase when that time comes. So it's kind of like, you know, we, we're, everybody's putting emphasis on just the price in the shortest term possible to get that price. But we don't want to, you know, there's a lot of upside price risk when we're looking at, um, you know, the LNG's uh, capacity, uh, export capacity going up 40%. And, you know, other factors. I mean, when you look into the future, prices are a dollar higher per MCF um, for 2025 than they are for 2024. And there's a reason for that. There's a lot of, you know, unknown risk out there. There's a lot of unknowns happening as far as demand and supply. So our, our suggestion and our recommendation is not to ignore those out years. You know, if it's one thing, if you want to lock in 12 months, but today, especially on electric, we have that ability to look at two and three and four years and and buy something, you know, because we look at two things. We're looking, we at RD Energy, we try to look at two things. One is to find the best price, but also to avoid, to help, um, you know, re- avoid upside price risk because we all know natural gas and electric is extremely volatile and so things we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow um, right around the corner of what's going to happen that make prices change we look at various conditions now and say hey prices could be going a little bit lower and let's lock in something then meanwhile uh, we need to be looking and saying, hey, but what if something else happens? What if? And so what if you, so maybe, you know, we're looking at three strategies that a lot of people have been using lately. One is they lock in 100% for 12 months, sometimes 18 months, or some sweet spot in the pricing model that might be a 15 month or something. And then they lock in something for uh, longer term. And uh, so you know, we're, you know, you may buy 25, you know, a great example would be 100% for one year, 50% for two, and 25% for three, something like that. So you're getting something bought. And then, of course, we help you track what energy prices are doing. We update you, and we keep watching it for everybody. And if we see another major dip, then, hey, we'll let you know that, hey, maybe we buy another layer of uh, energy for you. Maybe by, you know, a few, another month or two, we're buying another layer of 25%. So your second year is now 75% hedged and your third year is 50% hedged and, and, and so on. So, but at the same time, we were looking for price increases and the whole market conditions changing. So if we're seeing the trend now turning up, then we're going to know the value of that too and say, you know what, here's the conditions. Let's talk about it and see if the market's right where you want to protect yourself and we buy a layer in that way. So there's a lot going on and, you know, we're always saying to our customers about the right time to buy. You know, it seldom works out that a customer can wait right till the contract is up, then renew, 
and take whatever the market's doing at the time, and it, it seldom does that work out as the best choice. So we know that markets go up and down, and conditions change for the better and for the worse, and we need to try to follow those trends and and then make recommendations accordingly based on what's happening and and that's kind of you know that's one of the big things that we try to do so one of the things uh, we do also try to do is educate we're big on helping our customers educate because we feel like if our customers know at least a little bit more than the average consumer uh, they don't need to be experts by any means because they got jobs to do. They're busy. They wear many hats in their jobs. But if they know just a little bit more than many, then when we do communicate with them about times to buy and all that, they understand things a little better and we can more easily get to the heart of the matter and say, you think, what do you think? You know, is, is, this is the data available. This is what we're seeing. What do you want to do? You want to buy? You want to wait? And we can make decisions accordingly. So we have some updated, we have some webinars coming up that we hope that you can take advantage of. And uh, we've got, you'll see the buttons on our uh, email that's got, you know, different dates uh, over the next three weeks. And uh, it just gives you a little bit about what we do and we would appreciate it. They'd be happy to join us and uh, we look forward to talking to you then. We, we look forward to it. Thanks so much. Bye.